Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, your host, and I'm very pleased to be with you today on a very nice Thursday afternoon. The week is almost over. I have big plans for this weekend. I'm going to be enjoying some sports on television and some sports outdoors. Beautiful wintertime in northern Nevada. We're going to talk about the benefits of home ownership today. We're also going to talk about how you become a homeowner with our industry experts that are joining us later on the show. We're also going to be looking at some of the stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors so we can find out where the home prices are and you know what they're going to be looking like in the coming months. There's never a guarantee, but you know by looking at history, we can tell a lot about what's going on in real estate. Hang on. We'll be back after this quick message. International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. You tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio right here on 1180 AM Radio, one of the Lotus Broadcast stations in northern Nevada. I am very pleased to let our audience know that today is our 13th year to the dot of Nevada Real Estate Radio. Yay! It was back in 2006 when we launched our show. The real estate market was kind of cuckoo then. It was in its peak area, but it was still already looking like it was getting some weakness. And, you know, we know what happens from there, 2006 to 2012. It was a rough, rough ride. Well, the real estate market is always dynamic. It's always changing. And today, 2019, it's no different. One of the things that is the same now that was in play back 13 years ago in 2006 is the need for a good mortgage before you buy a home. Back in 2006, there were a lot of different kind of mortgages than are available today. In fact, nowadays, many people in the industry say that in those days there was exotic mortgages. And I would call them, yeah, exotic is a good way. And here's the reason. Some loans, you didn't even have to prove your income. All you had to do was state your income. Essentially, a loan officer would ask you how much money you made per year. You would tell them. They would write the number down. And then everything would be based on that number without any kind of proof or verification. So that was a stated income loan. They don't exist anymore. There was also something called a no-doc loan, which meant that not only could you tell people what your responses were to questions like how long have you been on the job, how much money do you make, etc., and they would just be written down, it also required that you provide zero documentation. I mean, in those days, you didn't have to provide check stubs. I think all you had to provide for the most part was a driver's license to prove who you were. And based on your word, And on the industry standard of that day, the no-doc loan helped people get mortgages to buy homes. What were the problems with that? Well, basically, it was this. As the market was going up, everything was good. Those no-doc loans, those minimum documentation loans, limited docs, they were all good because home values were going up. And if somebody bought a home, they could turn it around and sell it pretty quick. And in most cases, they'd make a pretty fair amount of money. And the world was all good until the mortgage meltdown until people stopped uh, being able to sell those homes because the prices started to fall. And then the question was, how do you get out of this mortgage? Well, many people didn't. So today, before we get on to our segment with our guests, I want to talk a little bit about the mortgage world and how you avoid those pitfalls. So nowadays, there are no such things as no document loans. There are no things as stated income loans. And although the guidelines are loosening up a little bit, you still have to provide documentations and you still have to have proof that you have the employment that you claim to have. And here's the reason. The mortgage lenders, the big ten- uh, entities at the top, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, the federal government, everybody, they want to make sure that if you get a mortgage that you can actually pay it back. What a shock, right? 
No, it is not a shock. You have to absolutely do that nowadays. It is incumbent upon a great mortgage lender, the mortgage industry, and now on borrowers to make sure that if you are getting a mortgage, that you can actually make those payments. And the way that that's done is during the mortgage application. It's called the debt-to-income ratio. You see, I've talked to a lot of people who tell me they make a ton of money and they just don't understand why they can't get a mortgage, why nobody wants to loan them any money. Well, a little bit of further investigation shows that, yes, a particular borrower might make a lot of money. But if they have huge, huge debt, it doesn't matter. If they can't cover that debt with the money they make and get a mortgage, they're not going to be able to get that mortgage. Uh, the other thing is some people have issues on their credit reports not related to their income that are preventing them from getting a mortgage. So that credit check is critical not only to see how much debt an individual has, but to see if there are any things like in the public records section of the credit report that could prevent somebody from getting a mortgage. My name is Peter Padilla. I'm talking with you today on Nevada Real Estate Radio. And the reason I know about the mortgage world is because I was a mortgage lender for 10 years up until just a few years ago. And I still keep up with the mortgage world with the top mortgage professionals that we have that visit our show and that communicate with me almost on a daily basis. Later on the show, Brian Cushing is going to be joining us. And Brian is a senior loan officer at Guild Mortgage. He's one of the top mortgage lenders in Northern Nevada. And he's going to share with us some of the reasons that having a great team at the mortgage company is really critical to getting a transaction done in the smoothest way possible. Knowing about the mortgage world, that's the specialty of a top mortgage lender. But you have to know some things before you go into the mortgage application process so that, you know, you can be knowledgeable and make good decisions yourself. So we're going to talk about a few things that happen in the mortgage world. So one of the things that many lenders talk to their prospects and clients about that some of them don't understand is something called AU or DU, and those are initials for automated underwriting or designated underwriting, whatever the company that you're working with uses. But basically, automated underwriting is a computer-driven process for informing the loan applicant really fast, and it can happen within a few minutes, whether the application will be approved, denied, or forwarded to an underwriter. And the, the quick decision is based on information provided by the applicant, uh, of course, that's going to be subject later to verification with documents and so forth, um, credit history, etc. The property is going to be a factor. But automated underwriting can let you know very quickly if you're going to be pre-approved down the road, providing everything is in good order. So when you go visit your mortgage lender, when they ask you for all this information, you'll note that they're putting all of that data into their computer programming as you speak to them. And then the whole goal is that when you've got all that data input, they'll hit the button and they're asking for a designated or automated underwriting approval. It's a preliminary approval, but it lets you know that you are pre-approved based on everything you said, based on the property that you're looking for, based on the price range that you're looking at. You're going to know pretty quickly if it's going to work. If the mortgage lender says you are approved under the automated approval process, it's not final. What it means is that you are on your way to success. Your underwriter, uh, your mortgage lender, they're going to ask you for things like two years worth of your income taxes, all the pages, your most recent paycheck stubs from where you work for the last month. They're going to ask you for probably at least two months of your bank statements, you know, your checking account, your savings account, wherever the money is going to come from that you're going to use to close the transaction. The bank wants to look at those uh, account statements because they want to make sure that everything is in order, that the money you said you had is there. They're going to check for other things too that, listen, a lot of people won't tell you this, but having been in the trenches, I'm going to tell you some tips here about your credit report and your personal finances. So let's say that you have a checking account that you've had for many years and uh, you, you make your automatic deposits there, you pay your bills from there, uh, everything is in order, you're not overdrawn, and then you give a copy of your bank statements to your mortgage lender so he can use it for the approval. It's possible that he might say to you, you know what, we have a big problem. And what is the problem? 
Well, the problem could be if you ever use your overdraft protection. You ever done that? You write a check and maybe you're about $10 short in your account, but you know that you have overdraft protection, right? So the bank covers the check. They maybe charge you a little $15 fee. They cover your check. The next day, your paycheck is deposited. All oh, life is good, right? Guess what? There's a record now on your checking account that says you used overdraft protection. Well, no problem there, right? Wrong. A mortgage lender, when they see overdraft protection in use, they get worried. They think they might have a borrower that doesn't know how to manage their finances. So it's not a deal killer, but it might be if there's other things that are on the edge and you have an overdraft in the last 60 days, the bank might say, okay, I'm sorry, that's enough for us to say no to this loan. That can be really disappointing to a borrower, especially if everything else is in good order. Sometimes a letter of explanation might suffice, but sometimes it won't. So the best way to avoid that problem is this. When your banker asks for your bank statements for the last two months, know from what we're talking about right now, that's one of the things he's going to be looking for, but they're not going to tell you that up front. They just may well tell you we need to make sure that your bank, your, your automatic deposits are in there. We want to make sure that your balance is about what you told us. But the reality is if they see any overdraft protection issues in the last 60 days, it could be a big problem. So what do you do? Check your bank statement before you give it to your mortgage lender. And if 45 days ago you had an overdraft that was covered, now everything is okay, I'd suggest you wait 30 days. Tell your mortgage lender, you know what, I need to postpone my meeting with you until next month. And then when you get the two most recent bank statements for the last two months, there is no mention of overdraft protection use. It's going to save you a lot of headache. So take my advice. Avoid using overdraft protection. And if you've used it on your bank statements recently, make sure everything is tight for the next couple of months before you go visit your lender. That way you'll avoid any problems in the mortgage application related to your overdraft protection use. I've got a ton of great ideas for you if you're going to be applying for a mortgage to purchase a home. As a former mortgage lender, I have tons and tons of knowledge and I keep up with all the information. But know this, I am not a mortgage lender. I am not in the business of lending money, but I am in the business of helping you have a successful real estate transaction. And the mortgage world is a big part of that transaction. So let me know if I can help you. You can call me anytime after the show, 775-223-3428, or visit me via email, peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. Coming up on the next segments of our radio show, Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage, and Anita Spencer, Top-Notch Realtor at Remax Professionals. That and more after this. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, enjoying conversation with industry experts in the studio and via telephone long distance. Today in the studio, I have Anita Spencer. Anita is a certified probate real estate specialist with REMAX Professionals. Hi, Anita. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Peter? I'm doing fantastic. Also with us via telephone is Brian Cushing. And Brian is a senior loan officer at Guild Mortgage here in Reno, Nevada. Brian, how's it going with you? It's great. Hey, so tell us what's going on. You are not in Nevada. Where are you today? I am in uh, the warm state of Texas. Very nice. Burr, it's cold here in Reno today, but you're there in Texas for a very special reason. Let our listeners know. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have a, an annual sales leadership summit uh, with Guild Mortgage, and uh, they brought us all down to the Gaylord Texan Hotel in Dallas, and uh, they have 800 salespeople and operations managers in the room, and we're learning about uh, some of the new, uh, you know, 
products and wave of the future to come in the mortgage business. Oh, very nice. You know, the mortgage world is so critical to the real estate world. I mean, they, they almost go hand in hand unless you're buying a home for all cash, which I got to tell you, I hear people do that, but I don't think it happens as much as people chat about it. We need financing because mortgage rates, they're outstanding. They're, they're so much lower, in fact, than 30, 40 years ago, Brian, when I bought my first house. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Rates are uh, overall very affordable. Uh, I think a lot of people have been trained to think that uh, the rates should be almost nothing. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that was a direct impact from a huge financial uh, hardship that we hadn't seen since the uh, Great Depression. So yeah. hopefully yeah. we don't see another rebate of that. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. So um, tell us a little bit about Guild Mortgage. So this uh, this event that you are, it's all with Guild Mortgage lenders, correct? Yep, it's just just our company, all of the the loan producers. I, you know, when you talk about yes. pro producers, um, I've been in the uh, real estate mortgage world for quite a while myself, and Guild Mortgage has always been one of the top leaders in the mortgage world. And I would imagine one of the reasons is there's not much more that you have to worry about when you talk about Guild. It's all about home mortgages, right? That's exactly it. We're a mortgage company alone. That's all we we focus on every day, in and out. Yeah, and I know a lot of people, they they interact with companies that they not only do mortgage loans, but they do car loans, they do uh, checking accounts, savings accounts. And, you know, when you're not really all that focused on any one element of your business, I, I don't know that you can make it as strong as you can, like it has happened at Guild Mortgage. Um, your offices are here in, in Reno. I know there are a number of offices. Let us Let our listeners know exactly where you guys are. Yeah, so, I mean, my office is located at the corner of Lakeside Drive and South McCarran, uh, but we have offices throughout Reno and Sparks and Truckee, California, and Elko, Nevada as well. So mm -hmm. We're all over uh, Carson and Gardnerville. Mm -hmm. We are a local lender. That's uh, the truth there. Yeah. Brian, a lot of people, maybe because of the rising housing markets and, uh, you know, the challenges when you find a home nowadays, because so many people want to buy homes in in northern Nevada, what would you think is one of the best pieces of advice for uh, a first-time home buyer that hasn't made that step yet, saving some down payment money? But you know, now what do they do? What is the next step for them? Well, I, I, I try to tell everybody I can, and this is one of the, the great things about you know your show and having this opportunity is uh, you know the home buying process, unfortunately, often is an impulse situation. You walk into an open house and you think, oh, I would love this house. And this is the first time I've thought about trying to buy a house. So maybe I should look into that. Really think that it's, you've, it's got to be a premeditated process. Mm -hmm. You need to be educated on what that looks like before you actually decide to sign the dotted line on a contract. I mean, yeah. If you've, you've ever you know, made an impulse buy, uh, oftentimes you end up uh, returning it. Yeah. And this is one of those products you can't return. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was reading in uh, one of the publications I get uh, on a regular basis that uh, the younger generation, the millennials, people in their 20s, 30s, they're still – they do want to be homeowners. Uh, there might be a misconception amongst, amongst some people, older people, that they think uh, the younger generation really isn't interested in buying homes. But it's quite the contrary. The younger generation wants to own their own real estate, and everything points to the fact that the sooner you buy that first home in your in – your, uh, in your mature life, the sooner you'll have equity, the sooner you'll have that value um, way ahead of people that wait late in their life. And uh, Anita, what, what do you think about that, uh, young people and the challenge for purchasing homes? You know, I have um, four millennials yeah. <laughs> at my home. All right. um, and I, I can't say that one of them is interested in purchasing a home right now. Um, I have one in San Diego and I have three here. Mm -hmm. And they're in different areas of their life. But I think that if my older son had the opportunity to buy a home, mm -hmm. if he was not in San Diego, that he may be more interested in it. Mm -hmm. San Diego is just overpriced. Yeah. And um, and so I think that scares him off. But we do have a lot of millennial buyers here locally, mm -hmm. first time home buyers that I have serviced in Carson City, here in Reno and Sparks, yeah. so they are definitely out buying homes. Yeah, any new any new things that are coming on the horizon that you can talk to us about at this point, Brian, or is it just honing skills that you're doing at your Dallas uh, convention meeting? Well, 
Well, there's actually quite a few new things. Uh, so in the context of millennials, that was actually brought up today, um, you know, most people buy their first home by age 32. Mm-hmm. And uh, the age 27, I think there's about 4 million people in the United States that are age 27 right now, according to the stats today. And that's uh, the most 27-year-olds we've ever had in our population in the United States. So if they're going to buy homes by the time they're 32, there's going to be a huge wave of opportunity. Um, but I think at the same time, we're going to have a challenge with the inventory to, to place them in a home. I mean, that's been the, the complaint, the challenge in recent years, housing values have gone up uh, and builders can't seem to build them fast enough. Yeah. So one of the, the big things that we learned today, um, just really within the last year, there's been a lot of... Uh, strides taken in manufactured home building yeah. that have uh, they've actually entered into a, a national agreement with both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac uh, and our company was lucky enough to be invited to their conference uh, a few weeks ago where they're building their homes basically you can go in and customize your entire floor plan and and have it built in two and a half months mm-hmm. wow. so Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have, in their partnership have you know basically push the industry and the manufactured home space to higher construction, uh, just higher product value. I mean, yeah. the, the type of materials they use in those homes, oh, yeah. the level of uh, energy efficiency, it really surpasses at this point a lot of new homes that are being built, you know, in a big hurry uh, out on these tracks that you see in town today. Mm-hmm. And they're built in a controlled environment. Yeah. So what's happening is they can build it for 30 to 40 percent less cost per square foot. Mm-hmm. That's which really... can pass pass down right to the the owner. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, the the toughest thing from there is going to be putting property and finding the land. Yeah. So, the newest thing that's just really starting to come to fruition right now that we're learning about is uh, the construction, the capital it takes to build. Like, let's just say that you have a house in um, somewhere in Reno that was built in the. 20s or 30s mm-hmm. it's in a prime area of town mm-hmm. uh, but it's a very old home it's 100 years old so there's going to be products in the coming uh coming years and coming years that are going to let people come in buy those homes with minimal down take construction costs and tearing it down and replacing it with a manufactured home on a permanent like on a full like concrete foundation not a not a manufactured home on an eight-point foundation like a full-on home built to your specifications and that financing is going to be available to do that hmm. wow very interesting we have to come up with something more and more people seem to want to get into the home ownership world and there's a good reason i find that homeowners often many times have higher net worth when they come close to retirement than people that are not homeowners and there's so many good reasons to be a homeowner the pride of ownership taking care of your family i can't recommend anything else if you're a young person looking to grow uh, your net worth and grow your life. What a better way than home ownership. Brian Cushing has been our guest via telephone from Dallas, Texas. Brian is a mortgage loan officer in northern Nevada, Reno, Nevada. And Brian, I'm looking forward to having you come back so that you can join us in the studio maybe as soon as next week. It'd be great. I'd love it. Appreciate every opportunity. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS 3274. Brian Cushing, NMLS 303045. The information provided today is for educational purposes only. The positions, strategies, or opinions of the show do not necessarily represent the positions, strategies, or opinions of Guild Mortgage Company or its affiliates. Each loan is subject to underwriter final approval. All information, loan programs, interest rates, terms, and conditions are subject to change without notice. Always consult an account or tax advisor for full eligibility requirements on tax deductions. Anita, any final thoughts? You have a final question for Brian before we sign off? Um, Brian, are they are, are there going to be any zoning issues when it comes to putting a manufactured home in a stick-built community? So possibly, but uh, the way that they're building the construction, the type of construction there, uh, they're Really seeing, uh, you know, the example that was given today was uh, take Santa Rosa, California, as an example. They lost 5,000 homes over a year ago, mm-hmm. and to date, 50 homes have been rebuilt. Oh, man. So the local zoning in Santa Rosa, the Fannie Mae, as a national partnership with these manufactured home providers, the, the, the folks that are actually building them, uh, are going to be partnering with local areas like Santa Rosa and getting through 
those kind of zoning issues specifically to help a massive need in an area that's been heavily hit with natural disaster, which that's just one of many examples. That's a great so that's a good reason. So as that – I think as those those kind of uh, conversations are, are taking place, it's going to have a bigger and bigger impact on a national level. Uh, you know, there's floods in the southeast, there's fires in the west, there's there's lots of need for this. And I think that's going to be their next turtle is zoning, and I, that's actually a great question. It's going to have to be you know at the forethought. Um, but one of the other sidebars to this was in the uh, investor world for investors wanting to you know, invest in property, take a dilapidated property, you know, some areas of the country and even in northern Nevada run down and the neighborhoods are looking pretty grim. And if you can pick up a property that's a teardown and then get the proper zoning and get get it, the ability to put in a property for less, it can rebuild, revitalize an area. I think that's the kind of thing that local zoning uh, officials would uh, would take a second look at for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Manufactured homes, I love them, and I think they have a great uh, future in mm-hmm. northern Nevada, especially because we need to find ways to build homes quickly. Today's manufactured homes, you can't even hardly tell they're manufactured. They right. look like real stick-built homes. Brian Cushing, Guild Mortgage, thank you for joining us, and we'll look forward to talking with you again soon. All right. Appreciate it. Take care, everybody. Reno Technology Academy. Human ingenuity is shaping a new technological future. IoT, the Internet of Things. The demand for skilled developers and tech workers is high. Reno Technology Academy has a new training program and the only IoT lab in the state. For the next generation of makers and inventors who want to turn their obsession into a reality, Reno Technology Academy has scholarships available right now. Call 849-4983 and apply today or visit renotechnology.academy. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Great day to tune in to our show today. I'll tell you why it's really special to tune in today, because today is our anniversary, 13 years to the date when we launched Nevada Real Estate Radio way back in 2006. Wow, the market was different then. Anita Spencer was with us. And Anita, I found out that you have been in the business for about the same time. How long? 13 years. 13 years also. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Yes. So you got into the business the same year I did in 2006. Yes, and actually a month earlier than you. So yeah. January, right in January of, huh? yeah, yeah. of 2006 okay. is when my real estate license became valid. So do you remember what the market was like then? You know, I remember that people bragged about they didn't have to go out and go grab the business. They didn't have to work for it. People came to them directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I also remember that when I got in the business, I wanted to help people. And so I went after the not so common. I went after the for people going into foreclosure, um, doing short sales back then, which was really unheard of. Yeah. Um, Most people didn't know what a short sale was. That's right. I actually closed the first short sale. No kidding. Nope. Um, back in 2006. Yeah. Um, I closed the first short sell. I help a, a gentleman out of foreclosure mm-hmm. um, literally days before his house was foreclosing on. He didn't mm-hmm. know what to do. Um, I knocked on his door. We listed his property, put it in escrow, and closed within five days on a loan. So, Amazing. Yeah. So Amazing. it's been an interesting ride. <laughs> so since then, 2006, you know, what I've found Anita, is that a lot of people need help, you know, with all the people that had financial problems, the mortgage meltdown. I spent many, many days, most of my hours was helping people that had problems. Mm -hmm. You know, in the mortgage world, in the real estate world, people think, well, you're in that business to help people buy and sell houses. It's just that easy, right? You want to buy a house? We'll help you buy it. You want to sell a house? We'll help you sell it. It's just that easy, right? Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) There's so many problems that people have to uh, navigate through before mm-hmm. they can buy or sell a house. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really amazing. That's the one thing in our lives that is the biggest challenge to acquire and in some ways the biggest challenge to relieve yourself of is right. that real estate, the house. Because, look, you got a car, you can sell that thing in a heartbeat. Furniture, get rid of it. Collectibles, same thing, in and out. And the ability to get them and sell them, relatively simple. But real estate, for some reason, uh, it is not like that. It's a no. serious, serious piece of business. It is. It is. Um, you know, because depending on why you're selling, 
you know, whether you can't, whether you have to sell or, or just want to sell brings up different trials and obstacles for you. You know, timelines, if, if you need to sell, if you're trying to avoid a foreclosure, then you have those lender timelines mm. that you have to um, abide by. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're just wanting to sell, whether you're moving up or moving down, you know, those are different timelines as well, mm -hmm. you know, but I think the key is really to time it, mm -hmm. timing it, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I hear a lot of people wanting to wait during the hottest times of the market during springtime mm -hmm. to list their homes, but that's when they're in most competition, you know. Yeah. Their house has to be better than the neighbor's house next door who is listed, mm -hmm. um, so they may have to put new flooring in or new carpet in in Just order to, to get current current yeah, yeah to get top dollar to even compete with someone who has rehabilitated their house yeah you know most people and you're right they think well shoot let's wait till the summer when everybody's wanting to buy and sell homes mm -hmm. but you're competing you're right with right. all those whereas uh, you know like you say you might have to put money into it you may have to negotiate uh, whereas if you find a buyer more of a slower season, like in the winter or early spring, right. fall. Um, you know, that buyer is happy to get that home. Oh, yeah. Really absolutely. good, interesting the way you talk about strategies. And I'm sure it's different for every deal, yes. for every individual, right? Because it's absolutely. all about when you need to buy and yep. when you need to sell. You are an outstanding realtor. You've been in the business a long time, we know 13 years. Anita Spencer, Remax Professionals. I know you do a lot of work with our veteran community. Can you tell us about that? Yes, so I am affiliate with um, Homes for Hero. We are a national company. We provide a service. We're a service provider to our local heroes, which include firefighters, law enforcement, military, healthcare workers, and teachers. Um, the way and what we do is we save our local heroes the maximum amount of money that they can save while they're buying or selling a home. Um, and then my part of it is not only do I ask for discounts along the way to our title companies, our, um, our home inspectors, and anyone else who puts a hand into their transaction, but I give 25% of my commission to them as a way of saying thank you for your service to our community. Mm -hmm. um, I also, through the Homes for Hero program, 5% of what I give back goes on to a national level to the Homes for Hero Foundation, mm -hmm. and they help heroes on a national level. Mm. Wow. So it's a great program for our local heroes. Well, that's amazing that you uh, that you do that. And we all honor and respect our veterans mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons, right? Sure. They uh, serve our country. They protect our freedoms. Uh, many of them give up their lives and give up parts of their bodies for our freedoms as well. One of the reasons that I am so uh, in touch with the veteran community is I have three brothers that are veterans of the Air Force, my oldest brothers. And they were career men in the Air Force. They uh, retired as uh, senior master sergeants. And so they got to travel all over the world, fly all over the world, had a great adventure. Uh, and now they're aged. And, you know, they talk to me about the challenges and the struggles that they had when they were in the military. These uh, brothers of mine were in the military during the Vietnam era. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they traveled to Vietnam, to Thailand, to wow. uh, all over uh, Asia. And, uh, you know, they, they really uh, did their part to protect the country. And I just love my brothers, and I'm so proud of them. And so when I meet a veteran, I feel like I'm part of that too, you know, because I love and respect veterans to such a high degree. But their work is, it's not easy. And right. no one who is, uh, people who don't have connections with veterans or are not veterans themselves, I think it's still kind of hard for them to understand what veterans do. But it is a tough role that they uh, that they play in that part of their life, and it's very important to all of our freedoms. So, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, give us a little more detail about about that. So, a little bit about my background. I my husband was in the military. He was on in the Navy, mm -hmm. um, and so to me, the reason why I am a Homes for Hero affiliate is because I know the sacrifices that families have to make mm -hmm. um, when their spouse is gone 
overseas for six months at any given time. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was just, it was one of those things that it was my way of saying thank you for what you do as a military serviceman, mm -hmm. um, as well as the families, because the sam families sacrifice a lot as well when that military person is gone from that family. Mm -hmm. That's so. right. That's right. It does have a big impact on the family, on the kids, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a great sacrifice. So um, that program is great. If somebody wants to get involved with it locally and help out, how, how do they do that? So I know you give a percentage, right, of your of your commissions when you close those deals, but are there other ways? Um, there are other ways. Um, we are having a a nurses appreciation day. We're buying all the nurses coffees who want to participate. It's no obligation to them. Um, you know, we have different events that we sponsor for our local heroes, you know, and then we actually have um, a foundation where if someone wants to to nominate a mm. hero, uh -huh. they can actually nominate a hero through the Homes for Hero Foundation. And they could, if they win the, the nomination, they could actually get a prize, a, a donation of like $5,000. Oh, wow. Wow. So. And whatever we can do to help our veterans. You know, I, I want... To remind you, Anita, and let our listeners know, I used to be a mortgage lender. And uh, even though I'm not a mortgage lender today, mm -hmm. I do not have a license. I keep up with everything happening in the mortgage world because it's just something I'm passionate about sure. to help people help people steer, pe uh, steer their goals in the right direction so they can accomplish their goal of buying a home. And let me tell you, to all the veterans out there, if you have a family member who's a veteran, the very best mortgage – ability, the best way to borrow money to buy a home if you're a veteran, you're lucky because it is the VA mortgage. And let me tell you what's great about the VA mortgage. If you don't already know, it is zero money down. Yes. No money down. I mean, obviously, you have to have income of some sort. Mm -hmm. Your credit has to be good. All the other things have to be in play, right? right. But no money down is huge because many times a veteran can accomplish their purchase of a home with no money out of pocket. You know, if you're paying yeah. rent, next thing you know, you're paying your mortgage. If you've got a great mortgage lender, and I'm sure Brian Cushing from Guild Mortgage mm -hmm. we were just talking to is somebody that can put that together. The VA mortgage is absolutely awesome. And, I, you know, I know in the past when I was working with, with borrowers, some veterans didn't know. Some right. veterans, in fact, had never taken advantage of their benefit. And let me tell you this, they missed out, but when we were able to get them rolling again and convert them or start them off with the VA mortgage, uh, all is good. Great rates, uh, zero money down. In many cases, there are other assistance programs. If you need additional money for closing costs, whatever the case, uh, it's, it's a magical thing to work with veterans, and I'm yes. so glad that we can do that for them, Anita. Yeah, and you know, the great thing about the VA program as well is that we can use the VA program in conjunction with the Homes for Hero program. Uh -huh. So it could cover some of their closing costs. There you go. As well. Yep. So if they wanted to use the VA, we would piggyback the Homes for Hero benefits. And again, it reduces the veterans' closing costs, money out of pocket. Wow. Well, I know you you do some great work where you are at Remax Professionals. We're going to continue our conversation with Anita Spencer. She's a real estate professional at Remax Professionals. And when we come back, Anita, I want to talk to you about the certified probate real estate specialist designation that you now have. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. We'll be back after this. It's so sweet. The Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming February 22nd through the 24th in Urington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. You will love learning about why bees are the coolest and products for beehives that are used in health and beauty. Kids of all ages can take part in the hive decorating contest and the honey tasting contest. The Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is pleased to present Dr. Samuel Ramsey, entomologist at USDA Bee Research Laboratory. Dr. Ramsey takes beekeeping to a whole new world. Want to become a beekeeper? 
Attend the workshop rotation to learn everything you'll need to get started. Like how to collect pollen and honeycomb, not just the honey. You'll learn about the magic of propolis, how to read a hive frame, and so much more about pollinator habitat in your backyard. The 2019 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 22nd through the 24th. This conference is great for beginners or advanced beekeepers. Space is limited, so register today. Go to nevadastatebeekeepers.org. That's nevadastatebeekeepers.org. It's so sweet. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today. Man, I'm having a good time. I love the winter. Uh, I love the winter because of the beautiful scenes, the snow, the skiing, the snowshoeing. Um, and it also is a precursor to spring. Yes. <laughs> so Anita, at this time of year, every year, I think about what I'm going to be doing come April. I'm going to be working with my beehives. You see, I'm a beekeeper. Oh. And I love honeybees and working with the, bee, uh, the, the beekeeping world. But before that, coming up real soon. In fact, it's coming up later this month, February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. It's the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference in Yarrington, Nevada. It's a three-day conference. It's awesome. You get all sorts of demonstrations, hands-on workshops. You meet the pros, honey tasting, hive decorating, all sorts of things so you can learn about the wonderful world of beekeeping. Now, I went to the beekeeping conference for two years before I decided I was ready because I wanted to make sure, Anita, you know, at first when you people people talk about bees there's a sometimes some people are afraid of them right yeah yeah <laughs> I might be one of them you might be one of them right <laughs> but do you like honey I do well honey comes from honeybees you know yeah. and honeybees are not like hornets and wasps they're 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 totally different they're the workers they like to get things done so they can make honey and as uh, long as you don't bother them or treat them poorly they pretty much leave us alone uh, however um, they need to be cared for, and pollinators are in peril across the country for a variety of reasons. So that's another reason I love the beekeeping world, Anita, is I am helping sustain the honeybees, the pollination world. It's great for the plants. It's great for the food we eat. And it's just a very wonderful feeling to know that you're working with nature and yeah, so absolutely. many pieces of it. So it is the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference in the hub of Lyon County, Yarrington, Nevada, Friday, Feb 22, Saturday, the 23rd and Sunday the 24th. It's going to be awesome. It'll Get be all fun. of the details at nevadastatebeekeepers.org and that's where you'll find it. Anita, you and I were talking before the break about not only the hero, uh, Home for Heroes that you do with the veterans, but you have a new designation on your business card. It says Certified Probate Real Estate Specialist. When I hear the word probate, yes. I think about somebody's passed away. And that is correct. Um, a lot of times, and what I've realized is that death has an impact on the real estate community. And sometimes it will freeze a family and they don't know what to do. Um, and what I've come across is that people who are losing their homes have had a death in the family. Mm -hmm. And so they are, they're not on title, so they don't know how to handle the home what to do at that point. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's where I come in and I contact them. Um, I can put them um, in connection with auction houses so that they can liquidate some of the stuff in, their pr in the home. Mm -hmm. um, I can walk them through the systems as to what they need to do in order to get the house prepared and ready. Mm -hmm. If they don't have any money, if we're doing a investor's quick sale, or if they want to put some money into the home, what they need to do to get it to top dollar. Mm -hmm. So, but what I find is that a lot of times the people that are in default or the people that are going through the foreclosure have had a death in the family um, and, and they just don't know where to begin, mm -hmm. you know. So I, so I, I, I educate them on probate and how to how they're going to have to start the probate process mm -hmm. so that they can have some kind of say at a, as an administrator um, to do something with that home. Yes. Uh, the problem that so many people have with probate is that most people, when they pass, um, they can kind of see it coming. Mm -hmm. The family can kind of see it coming. 
But in the case of a friend of mine recently, uh, he died instantly. I mean, right. it was uh, out of nowhere, a young man, uh, heart attack, and next thing you know, he's no longer on the planet. Uh, I'm sure that this young man would have made plans as he got older. He just sure. seemed that smart kind of guy. But, you know, none of us think that we're going to die at an early age. Right. And death is so sudden. You know, you just, it's, you know, you're here one day and gone tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I had a, I have a friend who had a situation. She closed on a house two weeks ago and she died. Oh. She died Sunday. Yeah. And so you just, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself and, mm -hmm. you know, you just never know when you're going to pass away oh, yeah. and stuff. And so, and it becomes a heartache on the family. And so when I got my certification, it was, I really wanted to help people get past what do I do with all this stuff? Mm -hmm. What do I, how do I prepare the house for sale? You know, and a lot of times they've never lived in the house or they live out of town. Yeah. And I can be that local connection for them. Yeah. I would imagine that the people that really need your services when it comes to a certified probate real estate specialist are maybe not the people that are so connected, so close. Let's say the, the, the wife of an aging man that passed or vice versa. I think it would be the children, perhaps, mm -hmm. the adult children, because really they're the ones that are left to clean things up. Correct. I know that from my own personal experience, uh, my uh, fiance's personal experiences. Uh, it's the younger people that clean up the messes that are left by the elderly people or the people that die immediately without any kind of uh, arrangements, prearrangements. Correct. What I have found is that there are a lot of people that do not have wills or do not have family trust. Mm -hmm. And that would be one of my recommendations to them yeah. is to find a good person that they can work with to get their their life in order, their house, their biggest asset that mm -hmm. they have, you know, connecting to um, someone who can write their will up, who can provide a living trust so that they don't have to go through probate. Oh, yeah. Because probate can be expensive. And if you don't have the funds, mm -hmm. you know, it could be a scary process. I'm talking with Anita Spencer. Anita is a certified probate real estate specialist with REMAX Professionals. Anita, we talked earlier, 13 years in the business. And you are now a certified real estate uh, certified probate real estate specialist. There's got to be a reason why you've decided that was important. What was that? Um, I was running into a lot of people. I, I, I love helping people. When I got into the real estate business, mm -hmm. my thoughts were houses sell themselves. You walk into a house, yep. you know whether you're going to buy it or not. Mm -hmm. You just have that good or bad feeling. Um, but I wanted to help people. I wanted to make a difference in our community. Mm -hmm. um, and so when, so the clients that I have as a realtor, um, those are the people that need help. They're, they've gone through a family tragedy. They've gone through some kind of loss. Mm -hmm. um, I want, um, I've run into to especially elderly people who have been um, taken advantage of by other people in the community. Um, in whatever their needs were. And so I just wanted to make a difference in the elderly community mm -hmm. um, and to be able to help them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, I had a gentleman, he's 90, I'm helping a gentleman right now, he's 94 years old. He mm -hmm. has no family except for a grandson. Mm. And so I'm helping him. I helped him get out of foreclosure. I'm helping him put a living trust together so that he can provide something to his only heir who is a minor. Mm -hmm. And so um, and so really when I got that certification, it was strictly so that I could help people in need. Oh, that's commendable that you do that. Uh, one of the reasons as you're talking that I, I so value what you do, Anita, is that I I had elderly parents. Mm -hmm. In fact, my dad was 50 years old when I was born. And so when you have parents that are that old, they need help all the time. As soon as yes. I was in my teens, I could see that my mom and my dad were failing. And uh, it's a struggle uh, yes. to take care of 
an elderly uh, parent or parents in my case when you, when I'm I was a kid right, right I was sir. just a kid and even though there were other siblings around you know we all take things personally and for me to do what I did was a challenge um, the will the probate all of that tough 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 absolutely so I encourage everybody to take your advice uh, get to work on that while you're still young enough to have yes. some control if you have parents that are elderly, that are, it's too late for them to do it on their own. Uh, it's one of the best things you could do for your parents is to help them get their uh, their uh, personal matters, their business matters, their real estate matters in order, so that when that day comes, and it's going to come for every one of us, that it will not be a tragedy and a huge, huge ton of work as it has been for many of us when our parents die, and none of that is taken care of. Uh, please take care of it. Uh, do your research. Anita, yes. I'm sure you have many great contacts and connections that you can help people if they need any specific guidance. I'm not an attorney. You're not an attorney. We're not CPAs. We're not accountants. You know what we are? We're real estate people. Absolutely. And because we're real estate people, we know the big, big challenges that happen when somebody passes unexpectedly or somebody passes without getting their financial picture in order. I know that's why you became a certified probate real estate specialist. Anita, I don't know anybody else in town that has this designation. I'm, I would imagine there are others, but I think this is a great thing to talk about, and I'm glad you came with us on the show today. Thank you, Peter, for inviting me. But yes, I think it is very important for families to get their um, assets and orders through a family trust mm -hmm. or a will at least you know, so that people know, family members know what your last wills were for particular assets and items within the household. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Do it, do it, do it. So, Anita, I'm going to put all of your contact information on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Make it easy for people to find you. And I'm sure if somebody just Googles Anita Spencer in Reno, they're going to get all of your great contact information. Yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, springtime coming up. I'm hoping when you uh, and I chat next time, we'll be talking about the hot market because it is coming quick. If you yes. want to do a transaction today, good idea, but it is going to pick up soon. So, I look forward to the next time. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. This is Peter Padilla from Nevada Real Estate Radio. If you have any questions for us, send an email to me, Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com, and I'll be getting back to you soon. Tell your friends and family, we're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com.